1: Ah, ah, don't
0: touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the Masked Mother, say to her son... And who do you think was dressed up as the grandmother? Uh, Goldilocks? No. Not the wolf? Yes. Oh, boy. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man...
2: He's everywhere! He's
0: everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known.
1: I love Time Radio producing a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. On Mondays, crime does not pay on the shadow. This episode originally aired on March 10th, 1940, and it's called The Laughing Corpse.
3: Mysterious character who weights the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. The Shadow uses his hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the shadow belongs. Today's story, The Laughing Corp. When I see you come into the bar, I says to myself, there's a nice guy, I says. I'm a very keen judge of character. Yes, sir. So when you offer to buy me a drink, I accept. Uh, Say, by the way, mister, you ain't told me your name. Uh, What kind of a place is this you took me to? Looks like a lab or something. (laughs) You know what I enjoyed? When we got into the taxi cab. Yeah, I sure enjoyed that. Driver, take us to 31 Brackville Place. 31 Brackville Place. Huh. Gee, it's been a long time since I had a taxi ride. 31 Brackville Place, just like that. Yeah, uh, so sure was nice of you to bring me here. I've been sleeping in the park for, gosh. Say, uh, what did you mean when you said we was going to conduct a little experiment? What did you mean, huh? Why aren't you talking to me? You ain't sore, are you? Well, don't talk if you don't want to. I don't care. (laughs) What are you making in those test tubes? What kind of stuff are you making? Say, why are you looking at me like that? What have I done? Don't look at me like that. Hey, don't come any closer. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. Lock. Please let me out of here.
2: Let me out. What are you gonna do with me? Go away. Go away, baby. Hey, Take let go of my arm.
3: Ow! <laughs> enjoy this lovely cab drive with you, but, uh, would you tell me where I'm going at this
2: hour of the night? Well, Lamont, if you knew, you'd get angry. And not
3: knowing makes me angrier. Shrevy. Yes, sir? Do you know where you're driving us to? Uh, let me see now. Uh, uh what
2: was the number of that place again, Miss Lane? What was it? 31 Brackwell Place, Shrevy. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. 31 Brackwell Place. Oh, I'm such a stupid. We've been there twice today, and all the time I keep forgetting the number. I gotta get a new memory system. I gotta get.
2: What was the old memory system, Shrevey?
3: Oh, the old one's easy. You see, like, take for instance. where are you going, Shrevey? Oh! Excuse me. Uh, You take, for instance, the digits three and one, which is the place we're going to now. I hooks the three up with my kid, which is three years old, and the one I remember is by thinking how in one year he's gonna be four. Simple, ain't it?
2: (laughs) Elementary. How could you possibly have forgotten the address of that system, Shrevey? You know
3: how? I got myself all mixed up with my other kid, which is six. Oh, I'm such a stupid... (laughs) Shrevey, I feel just as stupid as you do. I still don't know where we're going... why we're going to this place at 11.30 at night. Well, if you wait till tomorrow, the apartment may be rented.
2: Shrevey, now you've given it all away.
3: Margot, are you taking the apartment hunting at
2: this hour? You know I hate that. Oh, but, Lamont... Don't you see? I wouldn't take it unless you thought it was all right. I know, but... You know how I value your opinion. Well, why didn't you tell me sooner? Well, I wanted to surprise you. Okay, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing
3: about, Shrevy? Well, I was just thinking, Mr. Cranston, I was thinking how dames could twist guys right around their little fingers they could twist them. Ah, that'll be about all from you, Shrevy. Don't talk so much. Yes, sir. All right for
2: you, Mr. Cranston. You're pretty jumpy tonight, Lamont. What's the matter?
3: Oh, nothing, Margo. I'm just bored. That's all. Uh-huh.
2: I know. You haven't had anything to keep you busy. No criminal track, Don. Hey, Shrevee, why'd you stop? Shrevee! Shrevy, why don't you answer? Mr. Cranston said I shouldn't talk, I shouldn't, so I ain't. <laughs> oh, now, you see what you've done, Lamont? You've hurt Shrevy's feelings. I'm
3: sorry, Shrevey. I'm in a bad humor tonight. No, I know you ain't, Mr. Cranston. Oh, yes, I am. Oh,
2: well, here we are. This is the building, 31 Brackwell Place. Yeah, yeah, it's 31
3: Brackwell Place. That's why I stopped, 31 Blackwell Place. Uh, wait for it, Shrevey.
2: Okay. Come on up the five steps, Lamont. Okay. All right.
3: It certainly is a weird-looking place.
2: Well, that's just because it's dark. looks all right in the daylight. Yeah. Ring the superintendent's bell, will you, Lamont? Yes,
3: ma'am. Uh, all right. Uh, Margo, uh, won't he be angry at our disturbing you at this hour?
2: Oh, no. He told me I could come back tonight to look at the apartment. Oh. Well, what's so
3: exceptional about this apartment, Margot?
2: Oh, Lamont, it has these high, old-fashioned ceilings and the most glorious view of the river. Oh, well, uh,
3: well... What do you want? Oh,
2: you remember me. I'm Margot Lane. I put a deposit down on one of the apartments
3: here. So what? No, he won't be angry.
2: Well, you said I could come back tonight to look at it.
3: I said you could come back this evening. It's 11.30 now, young lady. You got me out of bed. Well, what did I tell you, Margot? Oh,
2: please, Mr. Um...
3: My name is Laskam.
2: Please, Mr. Laskam. I, I know it's very inconsiderate to bother you at this hour, but couldn't we please see the apartment?
3: Oh. Down the end of this hall. Um, aren't there any lights? The bulb just burned out this evening. Oh, I see. Here we are. Just a minute now till I find the light switch. Nice, bright place.
2: There. How do you like it, Lamont? Like it?
3: I think it looks terrible. Well, of course, the place needs redecorating. Yes, and badly. Well, look at the holes in the wall. What caused that? Well, the previous tenant was Dr. Destrup. He's a chemist. He used this apartment as a kind of a laboratory. The holes are from some of his apparatus. Oh, I see.
2: Well, what do you think, Vermont?
3: Well, if you want it quiet, you certainly got it here. Yes, and it's always like this. Always nice and quiet. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. Someone thinks something is funny, all right. Well, listen to him.
2: Lamont, that doesn't sound like...
3: Come on, Margo. I'm going to see what this is all about.
2: There, Lamont. Across that door cell.
3: Dr. Lorenz. Here, give me a hand. His body's so tense. If he had a convulsion or something. Let's turn him over. Yeah, we are.
2: Oh! Oh, his face. His face, Lamont.
3: Margo, get hold of yourself.
2: Oh, but his face, Lamont, it's all twisted up as though we were laughing.
3: Well, don't look at him, Margo. What are we going to do? Oh. There's nothing we can do now. This man is dead. What makes you think Dr. Lorenz was murdered, Cranston? I don't know, Commissioner Weston. Just a hunch. Well, there's not a mark of violence on the body.
2: Well, if you'd heard that terrible laugh, Commissioner, you'd think something was wrong, too.
3: Miss Lane, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the laugh. But even if I had, there's still not a bit of evidence here. Not a single clue to indicate murder. Well,
2: Commissioner... All right,
3: all right. Now, you, you... Uh... Laskin is my name. Ah, uh, Lascombe. Now, what do you know about this? I told you nothing. I was showing Mr. Cranston and Miss Lane that apartment when it happened. Uh, did the dead man, Dr. Lorenz, have any enemies, Laskin? No, not that I know of. Who was the man who occupied that apartment Miss Lane was thinking of renting? Dr. Destroff, but I told you that, Commissioner West. Ah, uh, Destroff and Lorenz. Yeah, now I remember those names. They're partners. They own a big chemical laboratory. Didn't you know that? You didn't ask me. I didn't ask you. Uh, Why did Destroff move out of his apartment? He had a big argument with his partner, Dr. Lorenz, about two weeks ago, and he moved out the next day.
2: Then he's the one who must have done it.
3: Done what, Miss Lane?
2: Murdered Dr. Lorenz.
3: Miss Lane, as yet I'm not convinced that Lorenz has been murdered. In the second place, from what your cab driver, Shrevey says, no one has come in or out of this house.
2: Well, maybe he's still here, then.
3: Miss Lane, my men have searched this house from top to bottom. Well,
2: I still... Cre-
3: and please. I understand, Commissioner. Come on, Margo. You're and going over. all my... Uh, Commissioner. Huh? Oh, yes, Doc. What is it? How long ago was this man supposed to have died? Well, we heard the laughing and the sound of a body falling about an hour ago. From my examination, you couldn't have. What? Huh?
2: Are you trying to tell us that we're hearing things?
3: Well, all I can say is it's all pretty strange. Well, what do you mean, Doctor? Well, the body was as stiff as a board when I examined him. Rigor mortis is so far advanced, you couldn't possibly have heard him laugh tonight. What? According to my examination, Doctor Lorenz has been dead for twenty-four hours.
2: The way the medical examiner talked, you think we didn't know what we were doing, Lamont? How could the man be dead and laugh?
3: The laughing corpse. It is pretty strange, Margot.
2: I think Commissioner Weston ought to get a new medical exam, that's what I think.
3: Well, Margot, you remember when I went to turn Dr. Lorenz over, I remarked that the body was stiff. And it does look as if he'd been dead for some time. But that
2: terrible laugh, Lamont. What is that?
3: I don't know, Margot.
2: And Lorenz's face was contorted as though he'd been laughing.
3: Margot, I believe it was Lorenz that we heard.
2: Why do you say that, Lamont?
3: And look at this.
2: Well, it's a little box. It looks like a jewel box.
3: Yes. Read what's written inside the cover.
2: You will laugh, but not from joy. You will laugh, and the laugh will be the laugh of death. Lamont.
3: I found this little box lying on the floor near Lorenzo's body before Weston came.
2: What do you suppose was in it, Lamont?
3: I don't know, Margot. But I'm going to find out. The Shadow is going to pay a visit to Dr. Destro's laboratory tonight. Perhaps there I shall find the solution to the mystery of the laughing corpse. Oh, yes, I have heard of you. What do you want of me? Have you ever heard this phrase before? You will laugh, but not from joy. You will laugh, and the laugh will be the laugh of death. Uh, Where did you hear that? The shadow has ways of finding things out, Dr. Destroff. You'd better tell me what you know of the laughing death. The laughing death? You tell me, shadow, has it already happened? Is Lorenz dead? Did he die? Tell me. I must know. You know how he died? Yes, yes, I know. I know how he died. Just as the notes warned us. The notes? They... Not since last year. Ah, uh, so he has made good his threat. Who, uh, I'd better tell you everything, Shadow. Seven years ago, there was another partner in this laboratory besides myself and Destroff. A man named Vitor. He was incompetent, a drunkard. When Lorenz and I protected the new formula... We refused to give him a share in the profits. Go on. After heated words, we dissolved the partnership with Leotard. Then Lorenz and I opened a new laboratory by ourselves. You threw him out? Uh, Call it that, if you will. He only hindered us. He was ruined. No money and no credit. And he was really a brilliant chemist, but undependable. It was impossible for him to get work. What happened to him? That we do not know. He came to us and begged to be taken back, but we refused... Lorenz laughed at him, and I suppose I did too. He was so ridiculous. Vito threatened you? Yes, with the laughing death. Each year a note has come with the same words. You will laugh, but not from joy. You will laugh, and the laugh will be the laugh of death. I see. Why did you and Lorenz quarrel? Why did you move from your apartment? Oh, you know that too. Well, you see, Lorenz took the threat seriously, and I did at first. But after nothing happened for so many years, I, I thought it was just, well, uh, a means of annoyance. And this year, no note came. And Lorenz was very much upset and worried. He believed it meant that Vidor would strike. And you? Well, I laughed at the whole idea. I told Lorenzo that if he wanted to go the rest of his life fearing a foolish threat, he could... But I refuse to bother about it anymore. This led to words, and I left in anger. I see. Uh, where does this other partner live? Oh, why, I think that he...
2: Oh, what is this?
3: Oh, I did not notice it before. A small package addressed to me. Mm, my assistant must have put it on my desk earlier, and I had not noticed it. And don't touch that box. Why, it looks like a little jewel box. A tiny box similar to that one was found next to Lorenz's body. Oh, yes? What was in it, Shadow? Nothing, Destroff. Except that threat written on the inside cover. Oh, now surely the words cannot hurt me. There may have been something in the box when Lorenz opened it. Oh, now, Shadow, my scientific curiosity will not permit me to allow this box to go unopened. I have rubber gloves on it. If it contains some strange type of poison, it it cannot possibly hurt me. Destroff, I'm warning you. Oh, now, Shadow, I must open it. Yeah, there seems to be a little push button here. There. It's empty. Wait. There's a message written on the inside. You will laugh, but not from joy. You will laugh, and the laugh will be the laugh of death. The same note that Lorenz received. Yes. Despot, your life is in danger. You must tell me where Vito lives. Yes, yes. Before he can complete his revenge, I think that he leaves i <laughs> i think. <laughs> <laughs> should I put these bundles, Miss
2: Lane? Oh, just set them down anywhere, Shrevy. I'll put them away when the rest of the furniture comes. Okay, Miss Lane. Well, don't drop them right in the middle of the room, Shrevy. Well, you said just to put them down anywhere, you said. Well, I meant out of the way, over there in the corner someplace. Okay. Hey, what do you got in these packages, handbills? Just odds and ends, Shrevy. There, yeah, how's that? That's fine. Now, is there anything else in your cab? Yeah, Miss
3: Lane, a few more odds in the evenings. Mr. Clancy's bringing them up.
2: Hey, oh. open this door a
3: little wider, someone. I can't get through. All right. How's that? <sighs> He's got in these bundles, Margo. They ain't animals, they ain't. What? Put them down tomorrow before he drops them. Yeah, not in the center of the room, Mr. Cranston. Out of the way, in the corner there. Shreebe, will you stop giving orders and do some work around here? Certainly. What could I do? What could I?
2: Well, there isn't anything else to do until the rest of the stuff gets here.
3: I should have been here an hour ago. Hey, you want I should go back to the old apartment and get them moving faster, you want? That might be a very good idea, Shrevey. Okay, I'll do it. I'll tell them a thing or two. I'll teach them a lesson soon. Now, me. don't get too rough with us moving men, Shrevey. Remember, the iron hand and the velvet glove. Well, I'll look... What? Oh, never mind, Shrevey. Hurry them up. The iron hand and the velvet glove? I guess that's a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you thought of everything except one thing. What? What are you going to sit on while you wait for the movers to get here?
2: Oh, I'll be too busy to sit down, Lamont. But you know, now that I'm here in this apartment... I'm not very keen on it. You're not? No. Well, isn't that
3: just like a woman? (laughs) What about the high ceilings and the glorious view of the river?
2: Oh, that's all right, Lamont, but... Well, this place gives me the creeps. I can still hear the sound of that horrible laugh. First you tell me you don't like the apartment, and then you persuade me to move here.
3: Well, Margot, the reason I wanted you to rent this apartment is I believe that the solution to the laughing corpse may still be here.
2: Well, that isn't going to make me feel any better about living here. Have the police found anything new, Lamont?
3: No. A report from the medical examiner on Destroff's death was the same as for Lauren's. Death from causes unknown.
2: And there was nothing in the little box when Destroff opened it?
3: Not a thing, except that note. Here, look for yourself.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. It's exactly like the little box you found in Lorenza's apartment. How do you open it, Lamont?
3: Here, give it to me see you press this little button here in the center
2: oh what's the matter Lamont
3: I bricked my finger on something sharp when I pushed the button that's it Margot. what that must be the way the poison was administered after Destor pressed the button to open the box he started to laugh oh well, Lamont then you yes a drug now I've got it too
2: oh no Lamont
3: well nothing's happened to me yet
2: why did you break the box open Lamont yeah
3: see here Margot. A tiny hypodermic needle, concealed in the cover. When the button is pressed, the person pushing the button is given a dose of poison
2: in the finger. Oh, Lamont, come on, I must get you to a doctor. Now, wait a minute,
3: Margot. That won't be necessary. I'm going to be all right. But you... The needle must have been empty, Margot. Destroff got it all. Oh, thank
2: heaven.
3: You're all right. Margot, where's your phone? I've got to call Commissioner Weston immediately. The
2: phone? Why, well, it hasn't been
3: installed yet, Lamont. Oh, well, I'll go to the corner of the phone. Come in. I just came up to tell you, Miss Lane, that the decorators are coming in tomorrow. I'll see you later, Monkville. All right, Lamont. The decorators want to know if 8 o'clock will be all right with you.
2: Oh, yes, that'll be fine, Mr. Lascombe, thank you. Oh, there was something else I wanted to ask you about. The plumbing in the kitchen doesn't work very well, and do you think that... Well, Mr. Laskin, what's the matter?
3: Where did you get this little box?
2: Well, I, I don't see that that's any business of yours.
3: Perhaps it is, more than you know. Tell me... Let
2: go of my arm.
3: What do you know? I'll
2: scream for help. Go ahead, scream.
3: No one will hear you. We're quite alone
2: here. You, you're the killer. You killed Lorenz and Destro.
3: Well, suppose I did. You know now, but it won't do you any good to know you're going to die. Lamar! Oh, go ahead, you're frightened, are you? In a moment, you'll think it's very funny, yes. Very humorous. Please, you'll laugh. Yes, you'll laugh. Oh, no. And you will die laughing. Oh,
2: please, Mr. Hustle. I've never done anything to you.
3: No. You and your friend, Mr. Cranston, know too much, Miss Lane. You wanted to catch me,
2: make me pay for my crime. I would never have suspected you if you hadn't given yourself away. (laughs) That's most unfortunate for you, Miss Lane. What do you mean? You
3: see, I've brought you down here to my laboratory in the basement to kill you. Oh, no. Don't be unhappy. You laugh as you never laughed. Oh, you can't. I'm preparing my secret formula. The laughing death. Oh, now, please. one for you and one hypodermic for your friend, Mr. Cranston. Please, I promise I'll never say anything. You bad, I can't believe that. <sighs> it won't do you any good to try to get loose. I took the precaution of finding you very tightly. Now, now everything's ready.
2: No. No, don't come any closer.
3: Prepare yourself, Miss Lane. It won't hurt very much. And you'll be so happy. So happy. You will laugh and laugh and laugh, and then you will die. <laughs> what? Something knocked the hypodermic needle from my hand. This is the end of your evil work,
2: Lascombe. Uh, that voice. The shadow, thank heaven. So
3: you were the third partner, Lascombe. Yes. I was in partnership with Lorenz and Destros. Now I'm the only one alive. They ruined me. They took everything from me. You're out of your mind, Lascombe. You blame them for your own fault. No. No, they caused my downfall, so I killed them. You vowed to revenge yourself. You came here, got yourself a job as superintendent in the same building in which they lived. Yes.
2: I disguised myself.
3: They never recognized me. You have a brilliant mind, Lascombe. It's a great loss to civilization that you couldn't have used it for good instead of evil. The police will soon be here. Get me.
2: Shadow, stop him. He has another needle ready with the poison. Stop, Riskum. Stop,
3: I say. Too late, Shadow. I've already administered the drug to myself. At least I have the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Margo, the plan was devilishly well executed.
2: Well, how did you know where I was, Lamont?
3: When I came back to the apartment after calling Weston, you were gone. I figured you were with the superintendent. You remember he came in just before I went out?
2: Yes, Lascom or whatever his name was. His real name was Vitor. Well, Vitor disguised himself and took the job here as superintendent of the building so he could watch his enemies, Destroff and Lorenz. That's right, Margo. Then he sent them the little boxes with the hidden hypodermic needle filled with a laughing death. Uh-huh. Oh, Lamont, just the memory of that terrible laughter makes my blood run cold. And the look on Lorenzo's face when we found him.
3: Mongo, we didn't really hear him laugh.
2: What? Well, if that wasn't a laugh, what was it?
3: Well, you see, the poison in the hypodermic needle was very potent and worked very rapidly. It caused a sort of convulsion that sounded like laughter.
2: Well, if you're trying to tell me that the victims didn't enjoy themselves, you needn't go any farther. <laughs> Is that why the medical examiner thought that Lorenz had been dead for some time when he examined him? Yes, the poison caused a
3: sudden contraction of the muscles—a sort of pseudo rigor mortis. What? Pseudo
2: rigor mortis. Oh, if you think I understand what you're talking about, you're crazy. <laughs>
3: I'll answer it, Margaret.
2: Hello, Mr. Cranston. Hello. Hello, Shrevee. Oh, Shrevee, is everything all set? In the back. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, Miss Lane, all set. Oh, come on, Lamar, let's go. Go where? We're going to look at a new apartment for me. New apartment? Well, you don't suppose I'm going to live in this place after what's happened here. Yeah,
3: we're moving. What, again? That's the same thing I said, Mr. Cranston.
2: Ain't women. Shrevey?
3: Well, Miss Slane, I was only about to comment, uh, ain't women wonderful? <laughs> I got out of that one all right. <laughs>
0: Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever
3: known.
0: Well, in our last very exciting episode, Simple Shoe Clerk Benton Harper, alias the Winged Warrior, received a warning from a beautiful and mysterious lady with a magic wand and everything. Ooh. I come to you from the land of Pidal. Hey. Yes? Could I hold your wand for a while? I have come to warn you, my simple little shoe clerk, that you must not, under any circumstances, go to the shoe store on Monday morning. Could I? Hold your wand. Hold your wand. If you go to the shoe store on Monday morning, Shtick will get you. Well, very much surprised by this information. The winged warrior immediately replied to the beautiful lady. I won't hurt it or anything. Will Will you you forget forget about about the wand? wand? Right. Uh, How do you spell Shtick? S-H-T-I... Not you. Sorry. Well, finish it now. S-H-T-I-C-K. And what does that stand for? Secret (laughs) Hitchman secret henchmen Sorry. to injure crime killers. Well, the winged warrior obeyed the mysterious lady's warning and did not go to work on Monday. However, he did go on Tuesday. And when I got there, stick was waiting for me. I got my days mixed up. And while the winged warrior was in the stock room searching for a pair of sneakers outside in the shoe store. Leonard. Yes, my dear. This is our chance. While the winged warrior is in the stock room, you will go to him and say you have been robbed. Yes, my dear. Tell him the man who robbed you has gone down the surface elevator. Yes, my dear. In the meantime, I will have disconnected the cable. Yes, my dear. And Chicken Man will fall. To his doom. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So the evil organization called Shtick is about to launch its plot for the destruction of the wonderful white-winged warrior. No thanks to the bungling of the beautiful lady. All right. Cool, the editorializing. Well, for a girl with a cute shape, a magic wand, and an echo chamber, you sure were bungling. Bungling? Listen, if you'd gotten your day straight, the kid wouldn't be in this jam. What's that any of your business? What's that any of my business? Is it any skin up your nose? Uh, listen, while you're going out of here... Yes. Could I fool around with a wand? No. no. Okay. Just do the clothes. I mean, you've got a lot of nerve trying to put me down. Look, it, you told the kid not to go to the shoe store, right? What does that have to do with it? Well, the kid didn't Well, will schtick succeed in their plot? want to do away with me? Will the beautiful and mysterious lady from the land of Upalpidao relent and let me see her one tomorrow? Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Uh-huh.
1: Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Death by Laughter. Laughter when it's forced does not seem like a pleasant way to go. And what happened to Margot's old apartment? I can't imagine it was anything as bad as what happened at this one. And that's gonna conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. at com, or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at com, or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for more With the Shadow. For com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.